Hello, and welcome to another episode of Terry Talks Fiction. Today, we'll be doing a review of Made in Hollywood by Michelle Keener. This is a Christian romance novel that was released on March 10, 2020, and I was lucky enough to be gifted an advanced reader copy of the book in return for this honest review. The book's cover blurb is as follows. When a pastor's son saves her life, can a prodigal daughter dare to believe in second chances? Noah Shaw is almost 30 and he still doesn't know what he wants to be when he grows up. Torn between running his business as a limo driver for Hollywood's elite and feeling called to ministry, he prays for direction. But he never expects that direction to include finding a woman near death on the front steps of his father's church. Hannah left her family and her faith when she moved to Hollywood looking for adventure. Instead of finding fame in the movies, she was lured into the life of an exotic dancer. Hopeless and ashamed, suicide seems like her only escape. Until the night, Noah saves her life. The Shaw family welcomes her into their home and gives her a chance to start over. When the shadows of her former life threaten to expose her past, she must choose between running away or fighting for the new life she's built and the man she's grown to love. I honestly wasn't sure what to expect when I picked up this book. Although I was raised a Catholic, have been singing in an Anglican church choir each Sunday for the past eight years, and am the editor of my parish's quarterly magazine, Christian fiction is not something I tend to read, let alone Christian romance. As an Australian, too, it's interesting to consider the very idea of the Christian fiction genre, and I have a story which will illustrate why. Our church recently changed vicars from an incumbent who grew up in Australia to a vicar who lived most of his life in Kolkata, India. After he'd been here for several months, the new vicar remarked to me how different the Indian and Australian approaches to Christianity are. In Kolkata, it was much more common to have people who identified as Christians, including their faith in their everyday speech, thanking God, praying, or simply saying they felt blessed when positive things happened in their life. But in Australia, such talk is culturally frowned upon. Faith is something close-held, intensely private, and to display it so openly seems an embarrassment, scandalously brazen, bordering on indecent. One, generally speaking, does not do that here. I lead with that anecdote because this novel is most definitely Christian fiction. There are more references to God and prayer in the opening chapters of this book than I usually hear from the pulpit itself every week. If anything, they only come thicker and faster as the story progresses. For readers from societal traditions where faith is an integral and open part of everyday life, this is perhaps exactly the kind of novel they would enjoy. As an Australian Christian reader, this was hard work, and the continual arresting of the novel's momentum to loudly proclaim the inherent good and forgiving nature of God 
seems more like propaganda than honest character moments. That is not to say that this is a badly written novel, however. The prose is gorgeous, and Keener has an incredible talent for illustrating compelling characters with multiple layers of complexity, even within the seeming restrictions of the genre. As with many romance novels, the ultimate character arcs, narrative beats, and who will fall for who are fairly obvious from the opening pages, but there is true joy in teasing out exactly how they're going to get there. The focus on these pairings as Christian relationships is an interesting angle and introduces a perspective that was new for me to read, although obviously not so new for those who have followed these characters through the first novel of the series, whose romantic protagonists play a supporting role in this book, the sequel. The constraints of the genre aren't always able to be leveraged to the novel's favour, though. I can only assume the endemic aversion to, even obliquely, referencing sex in the story is an artefact of the Puritan Christian perspective. This really works against certain elements of the narrative, especially for the lead female protagonist, Hannah. I feel like Keener portrays Hannah's position excellently as a prodigal Christian tale, but we are, perhaps appropriately, forced to take a lot of her characterization on faith, as key elements are certainly not shown on the page. In fact, the narrative goes out of its way to avoid the kinds of coercive control of Hannah that one would sadly expect to see from the man who ultimately left her to die in a ditch at the novel's opening. The representation of Hannah's situation is consequently either unrealistic if those means of coercive control aren't actually present, or disingenuous if they are, but are explicitly left out of the narrative. Whichever the reason, it hinders an honest literary examination of young women in Hannah's position, as well as raising otherwise unnecessary questions as to how the missing elements might have impacted the Shaw family's, and particularly Noah's, ultimate treatment of Hannah if her sexual history abusive or elective, is far too taboo to even mention to the reader, given the historical and often unforgiving Christian distaste for premarital sex. The complete absence of this discussion from the novel also has the unfortunate effect of lumping all of the women from Hannah's club into the same category, regardless of whether they were abuse victims or willing participants. It presents the very act of sex or sexualized work as inherently despicable and degrading, feeding into, or from, an unfortunate stereotype which misrepresents a truly varied and nuanced career ranging from the abhorrently exploitative to the powerfully feminist. This is definitely a novel aimed at a Christian, and dare I say it, a specifically American Christian audience. However, I feel that anyone who identifies strongly as Christian, and whose faith is a defining and open feature of their personality, will resonate with the themes of this love story and the way through which it's told. And honestly, if you're ambivalent or even put off by the notion of a strongly Christian novel, you might still find a book like Made in Hollywood is fascinating from the sheer perspective that it's an excellent example of the idealised American Christian faith, 
lifestyle, thought, and approach to relationships. You might find you'll understand a lot more about the Christians you know in your own life, or perhaps those you might be writing into your own narratives in any number of character roles. And that little bit of extra understanding can only be a good thing. Thanks for listening to today's review. If this tantalising taste of a Christian romance has left you wanting more, you can grab a copy of Michelle Keener's Made in Hollywood through the links provided in the show notes. You can also find more reviews and original short stories at www.terrytalksfiction.com and if you're looking for more audio content, you can always subscribe to Terry Talks Fiction through your favourite podcatcher. We'll be back next week with a new episode. And as always, I look forward to talking with you again soon.